2: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
3: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: It's Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now. back time with Smithy. Brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Call now for a chance to win today's 50 dollars Chemist Warehouse voucher. 0800 150
2: 811. It is 10.03 here on SENZ. Yes, the lines are open. 0800 150 811. Um, and we uh, o- o- Reiterating what we're going to do uh, in the rest of the hour as well We're going to speak to Louis Herman Watt Uh, We're going to speak to uh, Wes Clark uh, Black Ferns assistant coach Of course been around since uh, I think 2015 Uh, On just where the Black Ferns are at They've got a big uh, Laurie O'Reilly series Coming up against the Australians Home and away so we'll see uh, how they're trucking along Bearing in mind the World Cup is not that far away An update from Wes Clark And then after 11 o'clock we shall be going to uh, Ricardo Ball What is happening at Manchester United? What is happening at Old Trafford? Do we know? Uh, what is happening at NZR headquarters? That might be the, one of the reasons uh, why you want to ring up this morning uh, And uh, also uh, you can text us on uh, 8883 if you like With your greatest West Indian cricketers That you can recall going back Dean from Dunedin, uh, as always, uh, out of the blocks very quickly this morning. Uh, Dean, good morning to you. Yeah, mate, Smithy, here, getting on? Yeah, not too bad, Dino. Uh, they'll be ru- rustling some papers at NZR headquarters, you reckon?
3: Who would know, mate? That, that's the sad part. Who would know? Like, I'd love a job there to do bugger all. I'm going to be accountable for nothing and be all right, wouldn't I? On that sort of salary. <laughs> and it's only going to get better with the Silver Lakes money, and clubs will get none again. But why I rung Smithy was. At the end of the day, I think we all sort of feel a little bit of compassion for Forster, but he's on a million bucks and he you know—he hasn't performed. And I'll go right back to 2015 when the Highlanders here actually had a very, very good season under two pretty good... A good combination, actually, I'd go as far as to say. I think Jamie Joseph is a proven head coach. You'll bleed for him where you won't play. And Tony Brown is just a fabulous bloke at actually inventing things. But that, that year, we had a pretty talented first five in Lima-Sapawanga who they took to that very same ground for a debut, threw him out there like a bit of meat to the lions, and he was outstanding. Like, I'm not saying he got player of the day because I can't remember, but about a week later, they named the World Cup team to go and they take Colin Slade. So forster has been involved in some dodginess for a long, long time now, and I just think we just need a change just for change's sake, if nothing else, you know? Like, he can't take the credit for that win. Like, he, he selected the forward, the front row to play Ireland that got absolutely decimated. He's still persisting with Rico on the wing. I mean, at centre. And you've seen him stretching out down that sideline and looked absolutely magnificent. Like, is he not watching the same game as us? You know, Rico went all right at centre, but it's still not a... For me, there's other centres that can play there, you know? Like, I don't know. There's just so much of what he's been involved in in the last seven years that I'm just, you know, I don't know. He said he might have lost a bit of weight, and I watched the news last night with uh, Ian Smith there. Well, Oh, not Ian sorry, uh, Wayne Smith. And he's twice the man, size-wise, as what he was in that interview. So he's obviously had a few free lunches and a million bucks, well, why wouldn't he put on a bit of beef? But there's more to it than that. And, you know, I don't hire apprentices, Smithy, for the simple fact that I don't want to ring him up and say, I've got no work. And I can't be bothered going and finding more work when I'd rather go play golf, go to TAV or go fishing. So you've got to make that decision in life. There's, there's more to life than money. You know, I think he accepted a job and the money was great, but really... He's, not, he's a nice bloke, and nice blokes, unfortunately, can't make that hard call. When you're christened someone's baby to say, well, actually, I'm not going to pick you anymore because this young fellow's come through, and that's what we're lacking. You know, we brought on Coles, and we brought on Taylor as impact players, and they are both terrible. You know, what I'd give to just give half that salary to Forster, and he could possibly stay there and give 500000 to Ash Dixon just to play the World Cup so we know when we bring someone on with five minutes to go, 10 minutes to go, he's going to nail his line-out jumper. You know, he's the Dwayne Monkley of yesteryear that should have been an all-black. And colsey has been magnificent, mate, absolutely magnificent. But he's injured all the time and he's never playing. Like, we've got all these guys over there in South Africa that are injured and we still take them. They can't even carry the suitcases in case they hurt something else. I mean, what are we doing? Dixon or David okay. whatever from a
2: target. So, Dean, what, what's the, what's the hold-up here? What do, what do you think is going on at the moment? What, what, what are they what are they working through? Well, I don't think they're working through anything. I think they told
3: him he had to win the first test to give them time to set Razor up to take over, and it's in Christchurch, so it's pretty easy for him. So, the, the, the result in um, Alice Park, I think, was purely just like the Warriors, when they get there up for renewal of the contract, the players thought, shit, we better put something in here, otherwise they could all be looking for a new job. You know, I don't know that I don't know, none of us know, but Scott Robinson probably isn't going to be allowed to pick all his players that he wants. But right now, he'll take the job, work with what he's got. And then as soon as he's allowed to pick the guys he wants, he's not going to turn it down just because he's got cattle there he doesn't want. Ryan's already done the business. We're no longer getting Rolly Moore scored against us. So he's just told them, get your head in there, do the hard yards, you know. So I don't know what the hold-up is. I, I I think probably a lot of it is to do with, this is history. But how much more history does Forster want to make? Honestly, if he stays there, Scotland are rubbing their hands together. That's how I see
2: it. Well, yeah, I I, mean. no, I I get where you're coming from, uh, Dean. I, you know, I know you know you've been consistent with your views the whole way through, and uh, maybe we'll get some we'll get some answers uh, in in the next 24 hours or so because uh, as you quite rightly point out, the test match against uh, Argentina is is not too far away. Thanks very much uh, for your call this morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got uh, a number of texts in as well, and you can call up on that as well, uh, if you like, as, yeah. as, uh, about, um, the West Indies, uh, the top four West Indians in your mind, even if you've just got one that sticks out in your mind, give us a call on 0800-150-811, uh, Joe from Gizzy. G'day, Joe, nice to talk to you again.
4: Hey, yes, Smithy. well, it's a beautiful day up here in Gizzy as usual, mate, uh, Best West Indians I've seen, to Garfield Sobers, uh, yep. Brian Lara, yep. uh, Joel Garner. Right,
3: yep.
4: and, uh, yeah. And there's a few who have come to the fourth side there, but um, those three there, stunning, stunning uh, cricket players who would stand out in any team, stand out in history, uh, the, the way they played, the way they led. And, and what they actually did, you know, when Joel Garner came to New Zealand, uh, whispering death is another one, Sir Michael Holding. You know, those gentlemen were just quick and they, were, uh, they weren't the players who needed to slag players off, you know. They spoke with their cricket. And I think you'll find that uh, when you go back in history, those players set the platform in each era, for, uh, for those young players coming through. Now, Chris Gale is a little bit different, you know, a wonderful, you know, the, the, boss, of, the boss of cricket, but not, not the class of Lara, and definitely not the class of Cigarfield Sobers. Um, and Michael Holding is probably that class in the bowling that players aspire to in the West Indies. But, but lucky enough to see a few of them live and uh, oh, the class of Lara, the timing. Uh, I saw him at Lord's playing England, and uh, he scored, he's scored got 160 there. And, and it was just pure timing and it was so easy, Smithy. It's like he had all day. And you, you look through history at, at players from other teams, you know they just just they didn't have the time that he had. You know even the, even the good Australians you know that Kane Williamson's you know they probably were half a second behind the time that he had to sit there, look at the ball and decide what he was going to do. And it was just
2: amazing yeah, amazing uh, yeah, yeah. recollections there Joey. I, I totally get where you're coming from too uh, in terms I never I think I saw sobers um, once or twice at the Basin Reserve. Um, I've heard so many stories about Garfield sobers over the years. Um, but I'll tell you what, um, and, and those names you mentioned are all worthy of consideration in anyone's top group, uh, Joe, and, and I appreciate your call for that. What we all remembered uh, um, Chris Gale for, it, though, uh, Joe, is uh, the fact that I, I believe that he has been the guy that has sort of set the benchmark. To bring west indies cricket down a wee bit and why i say that is because he's led the charge into the into the uh, t20 leagues around the world he's the one that uh, who, who initially still decide and said look i can make more money playing around the world than i can playing for the west indies and this is the direction i want to go in and a lot of other players from that point onwards have done exactly the same thing um so he, he will be remembered as a brilliant player chris gale but i think as the forerunner that maybe dragged a lot of it dragged a lot of it down uh, who are we going to now? Cliff, is it Cliff from Dunedin? Yeah, g'day Cliff, good morning to you Yeah,
5: good morning Smithy Yeah, you're right about Chris Gale He was the first guy that He had the money, but the problem with West Indian Cricket is they don't have enough money To keep their players in the squads Throughout the year, they get strong Pre-World Cup one day Or 2020, guys will come back Into the squad, make themselves available And then most of the year they go and play In other so they tend to be A bit of a no-name side they had some classy players coming through, you know, guys like Carl Hooper and them. But my my greatest player of the West Indies is Malcolm Marshall. That guy had a better bowling average than Richard Hadley. If I had to pick a best team from since 1980 and I'd have an opening bowling attack, he'd be opening the bowling with, with, with Richard Hadley. He's just a dynamite on any surface. I, know, I remember that day he, he played with a broken arm. His arm was pinned. Come out and better for quite a while. And he played some great shots. You know, he was a goat, a goat to me. You know, he was quick. He was dangerous. He, he, he came back here from Newland. You, you know what it was like. He, I think he broke um, Jeremy Cody's arm. Was it him or was it Patterson that got was uh, uh, Actually, Joel, Joel Garner
2: got him. Joel Garner got, Garner got him it, uh, no, uh, in, a, in a bad mood at uh, Sabina Park in Jamaica, and uh, he broke his arm. Almost clean in half, really. Went through both bones. So yeah, it was. It was yeah. Uh, he was uh, pretty devastating when they. And that was the thing about them too uh, that that I can recall, Cliff, is, is when they just got in a mood or they got in a zone, and from one day to the next they could ramp it up ten, twenty k's. It seemed they didn't time uh, his cricket balls back in those days as, as much as they do now. Uh, it was just either regarded as being fast or not fast. <laughs> so I
5: remember uh, it was. Remember, Dean Jones uh, wanted Curtly uh, Ambrose to take that armband off his arm and, and said to him That's because right. he reckoned it was... And and they reckon Curtly Ambrose bowled probably a two yards or three yards faster. And he was and, and the rest of the team said, "Why did you do that? The way had to go out and face him because he he was. I think he got six or something for about twelve that day. It was ridiculous. He he just he just become an evil man." <laughs> <laughs> West Indian cricket, it's a real shame, you know, that they, they're not the, what they were. A bit of, bit of the rugby, Mark Robinson, oh, gosh, the board must be wondering whether they've got to hand him over soon too. He's he's really handling this just so bad, and, and it's really sad that, you know, that Fozzie's, he's, he's, he's probably playing along with them, hoping that they, they might let him go to the World Cup. if, if They don't, haven't offered it to Rays yet, and Rays hasn't come out and said, I'll have it. Well, then I think that Fozzie's going to hang around. And, and that's probably the best thing. It, it's a poison chalice for anyone else to, to throw themselves into it because they don't know how long they're going to get it for. If they don't win every game, they're under pressure as soon as they lose one. So I think we've just got to put up with Fozzie. Hopefully he'll just pick the best side. He'll stick with them and work away with them with what what, what we've got. And, you know, there's, there's guys. But I would have said that... Uh, Two of us a sheck. I don't know why he's in the side. I think it was New Zealand Rugby probably told him, we've paid this guy big money to to come to us. You've got to put him in the squad. But that's about it, really. He's, he hasn't had enough rugby to be an All Black yet.
2: That's uh uh Yeah, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate what you're saying. I agree totally um, on the Roger Tuivasa-Shek issue as well. I think he might have just been forced on uh, Ian Foster uh, a little bit prematurely uh, for Ian Foster's liking as well. And uh, you know, he was put in the group and uh, he's been given every chance. But uh, according to the uh, the selectors, at this point, he's not quite ready to make the grade when it comes to the important matches. Um, yes, uh, and uh, look, uh, if it is to be Ian Foster. To carry on and uh, we see more performances like we did the other night or um, more power to them in, in that regard but let's make a decision and let's end the speculation, let's make that decision and let's get on for whoever's coming in or for whoever's going out so there's a point of of definity uh, about the whole thing and, and the speculation goes out the window because when you speculate that's when the dangerous things start to be said Joey from Auckland, g'day Joey, how are you?
0: Yeah, g'day, Smithy. Um look, Joel Garner, a fantastic bowler, you saw him too, Colin Croft, um but but uh, and Brian Lara was a great batsman, but the great Vivian Richards, you know, Smithy, you've been on behind the stumps watching Vivian Richards, I mean they're a to like the likes of Martin Crow in New Zealand, just unbelievable batsman. And and just with the uh the New Zealand uh, rugby, has has um Foster done us a favour in the sense that, that what's happened now, we're, we're trying to fix our, our mistakes, which, which you know, if, if we'd gone down six months, eight months down the track and had this problem, we'd be in, you know, in a, in a bigger, worse situation. You know, and, and I think, Smithy, too, um, I think they've, they've told, told um, Robertson that he's got the job before the, this test had, had been played. And, and for Mark Robertson, to me, as a CEO, to come out on a Zoom call, if you're a CEO, shouldn't you front the, the, the media, uh, in, even if it's in South Africa, uh, front the media at a press conference? Not on a Zoom call. That's poor. I think it's very poor, Smithy. And, and, and the last thing, too, to say about the cricket, yeah, I think we've got a great great setup with our black caps, um, you know, with Beesham and, and um, Mitchell in the middle, you know, two, two all-rounders that, you know, uh, and, and also, too, you've got uh, Sadner as well. Um, I think we're very strong.
2: I totally agree, uh, Joey. I think we're a real chance. I mean, we have got beaten in the final by Australia last time round, but that is a side that can beat anyone on any given day, with the exception, and I have to be convinced that they can beat Australia in Australia. Uh, it's, uh, J- Joey is the only one that worries me. In terms of the West Indies, yeah, uh, I can uh, I can vouch for the fact that uh, Viv Richards was an imposing player. He was so imposing when he came to the crease that you, you actually lost focus on, at times on what you're supposed to do yourself. Um, and that's because he was just so awe-inspiring. He would come out, he would have the the Rastafarian armbands on, wristbands on. Uh, he'd have, uh, he never wore a helmet against anyone. He never wore a helmet. And then he would just wear his cap slightly off to one side and he would always uh, have that bead of sweat coming out, particularly in the, in the Caribbean and the warmer climates. And his presence at the crease, his presence in the steely uh, looks that he would give you. Um, they called him Smoking Joe. Uh, he got a, he had a number of nicknames, but Smoking and Joe was one of them uh, after Joe Frazier. Uh, he, he just had that combative edge about him, and uh, he's one of those uh, cricketers that actually demanded demanded that you look at him and watch what he was doing. So uh, Marshall was very, very fast on his day. He was uh, slippery fast because he was only a small man, Malcolm Marshall. He wasn't a tall, giant, quick like uh, the likes of Joel Garner and Holding and Croft and uh, and and Walsh and Ambrose, uh, stature-wise, he was uh, probably around about uh, five foot nine, five foot ten, um, which meant his bounces etc. came at you from an awkward height, uh, almost skiddy, slippery, as as opposed to uh, those big bounces that went straight over the top of your head and you can get under. He was a difficult bowler to evade, Malcolm Marshall. That's what made him so uh, penetrating. Um, and yes, a, a fine, absolutely a fine, a fine bowler. And very, very combative bowler as well. Wayne, g'day, Wayne from Auckland. Uh, morning to you.
1: Hey, good morning, Smitty. Thanks for taking the call. Just a few comments about the All Blacks. I was uh, first five back in Eden Days and marked people like Curtin and Duncan Robertson and Jeffrey, and uh, I've actually got a son who's first five for the All Blacks as well. So I know a bit about it, and uh, I'm just amazed that Foster hasn't been able to see how much better Moana is and how poor Bowden Barrett is in the first five eight role. And I think if you look back, Foster's biggest problem is selection. He's probably a reasonably good coach, and I'm sure he's a good guy, but his selections have been abysmal right from the start. I remember the great Carwin Jones once said, when he questioned about coaching, hey, get the selections right and be 90% of the way there. And I think that's been a lot of a problem. are still playing best quarterback in the world on the wing. We've got a winger playing centre, and uh, we've wasted Moanga. Uh, we've got the best number seven playing number eight, and you know, it just goes on and on. Uh, at last, he saw that the props he'd been sticking with were just not hard enough, mentally or physically, and those changes certainly worked, didn't they? But you know, to say that Foster had a big influence on this win, no. Moanga had the biggest influence for me. He ran the game. Sure, the forwards went a bit better. But it was Moanga. That was the
2: difference for me. Anyway, they're my views. Wayne, uh, very interested to to hear from you. And, uh, you know, quite clearly you've got a very uh, serious background in the game. And uh, so I respect that. And uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think there was one or two performances, Moanga included, which were overlooked because the bigger issue is not around the, uh, being on the field. The bigger issue, it seems, is, uh, is off the field, Wayne. Um, and and I, I find that... Um, I find that a little bit upsetting when you can put together a performance like that and the individuals involved, as you say, get very little credit for it. Hmm. Thank you very much, uh, Wayne. Thank you to all our callers this morning. Interesting talking about uh, the West Indies and, of course, the coaching uh, saga as uh, it'll go down as. Uh, 10.24 here on SENZ. Take a break. Be back shortly. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So...
3: We doubled it. Chicken and macas together and loving it. ba 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 Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.